0: Welcome to Gertwich Film, the podcast where we link trashy movies and arty films. And we're here to say, you know, they might not be too different.
1: They're usually not.
0: Yeah. Um, my name is Nick, and with me, as always, is my co host on the pod and partner in life. Aaron is here.
1: Aww. I made him put that in after last time when he was like, my co host. And then just look over. Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. I'm Aaron. Her name's How Aaron. How are you, Nick?
0: I'm good. I'm having a uh, nice time in the post-Heat Wave, Ontario.
1: Yeah, are we? What's happening? We're going back. It's just
0: That's just the preview. That's Yeah, to bring it back to movies, that's the teaser trailer wow! for...
1: Wow! <laughs> cinema.
0: <laughs> and speaking of cinema, wow, Subway, wow. Segue, wow. Uh. Uh, we are here to talk about um, what I would say is kind of a, a genre-defining one. We're here to talk mm. about... 1966
1: Django Django
0: which has a kick-ass theme song insert now
1: absolutely amazing theme song pause for theme song
0: if you hear if you are not familiar with the theme song and you hear one of us shout
1: Django that's That's, what we're doing (laughs) yep I encourage you to fold it into your daily life. It improves almost every social interaction.
0: Or just say it to yourself, you finish a task and just go, Django! In your, in the back of your mind. It's just a good, like... It feels great. Big, bloody trumpet with it. yeah. <laughs> so let's... Uh, you ready to get into this, this bad boy? Let's
1: talk about Django. Oh, Django!
0: Let's become unchained from... Uh, um. No, I'm. <laughs> can't. I don't know anything about Django Unchained, I, so honestly, I, I thought
1: you were going to start with Unchained Melody, like we were going <laughs> to use that time to start. I was like, this is truly a grab bag today. Uh yeah. No idea where this is going. Coming so in hot. Excited. Coming in hot.
0: <laughs> uh, so okay. I mentioned Django. It's from 1966. It is one of the formative spaghetti westerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is written and directed by a Italian man named Sergio Corbucci. Very Italian very Italian, very man, uh, starring Franco Nero, Jose Badalo, and Loredana Nusiak, and I apologize for my... No, I don't apologize for my perfect Italian pronunciation.
1: <laughs> you just realized that Italians can't get be offended about they, anything, yeah, so well, <laughs> fuck them. They can't
0: find me. I'm inside all the time. Uh, <laughs> the
1: Italians can't find him. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, it's a very Italian cast. Yes, We'll we grant that. Yes. Uh,
0: which, to jump ahead slightly, we watched the dub of it, and boy, is it a bad dub! Oh Terrifically un-Italian sounding. Oh. You want you want that Italian taste in your spaghetti westerns? Yeah, days. yeah. Uh, I also wanted to mention the music is by Louis Bacalov, mm-hmm. who I refer to as the poor man's Morricone. Um, this is the first western Poricone. that he. <laughs> 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 <Thank you>. uh, <laughs> sorry, I like that. I um, I know, yeah this is his uh, first Western score. He went on to do a bunch of other oh, high-profile
1: ones. Imagine starting with this. Like, yeah, Like, one no. of the best Western soundtracks yeah. theme songs of all time. And
0: really, I feel like... I, I, if you're not in the know, Morricone is an Italian composer. He
1: you... yes, he does all the you know. If you think of a Western soundtrack, you're probably thinking of the, the Good,
0: Morricone. the Bad, and the Ugly. The yeah. ooh, 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 all ooh. the
1: whistling, all the yeah.
0: that's, that's uh that's your boy Morricone, and really, like Bachlave is the only other person that gets mentioned when you talk about spaghetti <laughs> Western soundtracks. Yeah, but...
1: well, for good reason. That's
0: yeah. Uh, so, if you're unfamiliar with Django, or if you just know the Quentin Tarantino Django Unchained, which is 100% unrelated, except for constantly referencing this and
1: movie. And the theme song. And the
0: theme song, yep. <laughs> the theme song is literally the theme song to this movie. That so feels
1: it's... not allowed. Yeah, I, don't, no. I, don't know, I don't know what paperwork they had to go through to get it, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah,
0: Corbucci would uh, rise from his grave. and Probably.
1: Spout Italian curse words, <laughs> yep. which I assume is all Italian words. The word spicy used.
0: is used a lot. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna okay, <laughs> come up to all. that <laughs> come up to that line a lot on this podcast. So if you don't know Django, it is an incredibly simple plot. To the point of to me watching it I was like,
1: Yeah, this is just So when does the, the plot kick It's in? you're just
0: watching a guy bum around kind of. Yep. But uh Django is the man uh the, the man.
1: Well, Django,
0: yeah, is the the man. The, Django is the man. Django is he is a man, uh <laughs> of uh the a lot of the written materials talk about how he is of mixed ethnicity. Never comes up in the movie, but uh, I think that's. And it is.
1: It is, again, this is just a dub. But it is very hard to look at like a basically white man with blue eyes with that like aggressively like cornbread accent and think like yes, a mutt. <laughs> ah. Yeah.
0: It would have been better if they used Franco Nero's real voice, because he... I think so. Yeah. he speaks
1: English, right? Did he dub himself? He didn't. He didn't
0: in this one, no. But Franco Nero has a very thick Italian accent, but like...
1: But it's fine. Yeah. If you you're a mutt, then... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's
0: fine. I'm going to get to this synopsis. <laughs> I Sorry. Yes. Uh, so, Django. He is a man coming into town on... It's a... Some town in the Old West on the Mexico-United States border. Uh, he is a drifter wearing a Union uniform and dragging a coffin. You find out that he has returned from the Civil War, uh, and he's wandered into this town that's in the middle of a race war between the, they don't outwardly call them this, but it's the Ku Klux Klan.
1: Yeah, that was a huge part of Reconstruction America. Yeah. People returning from war and being like, I didn't get to kill enough black people. <laughs> let's let's fix that. Yeah. It, and There's in this banana. case,
0: the people that they decided they needed to kill more of were Mexican people. Mm-hmm. Because on the other side of this race war are these Mexican revolutionaries. And each of the two factions kind of sees Django as one of their own a little bit uh, throughout the movie. Mm. But uh, Django kind of just causes general mayhem. He kills Klansmen. He robs from the Mexican revolutionaries. He, he doesn't want to be involved with either people. But eventually it catches up with him. And uh, toward the end... There's a very dramatic, very spaghetti Western scene where he has—he's near death. His hands have been crippled, uh, and he's in a graveyard, standing over the grave of a former lover, where he ultimately defeats the clan's leader and escapes. It's just—it's—it's it's pretty. It's wow. Pretty, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's very intense. Yeah. yeah. So
0: that's that's pretty much the long and short of it. Uh, this was new to both of us, but Aaron. Would you like to talk about your love for Westerns? Oh my
1: God, would I ever. I kind of want
0: to tee you up for this, because you introduced me to both Western and Spaghetti Western. Oh, okay, okay. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I um, this was a really, like, I can't even think of what the word would be, but like, this touchstone? solidified that, yeah, yeah, this this was one of the, like... Now we all understand what this genre is. Leone had been making movies for these types of movies for five or six years, maybe, and that was kind of what was employing people in like the (laughs) Italian cinema and making um, the most money. Yeah, making a crap ton of money. And I think this, like 1966, had the good, the bad, and the ugly, and this. And I think this was where it was like the western is dead. Long live the spaghetti western. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like it had taken the reins away from. Pardon the phrase. Um, (laughs) Do you think we should just try and do that? (laughs) Constantly (laughs) uh, cram as many cowboy references into a a single (laughs) sentence. It's gonna be an unlistenable episode. (laughs)
0: Uh, mostly because i'll just be doing horse noises yeah Uh, (laughs) we're gonna edit that out so (laughs) but
1: yeah i think this is really this is like you said this is a touchstone in the sense that it was like okay here's what this genre is about and it is this
0: yeah well like what you were saying it's it was just leone pretty much doing it successfully until this time and then on any big scale yeah this year sees this and uh uh, i can't draw the names now but a few (laughs) others uh there's a lee van cleef one that we just watched. The mercenary, uh, no big gun down. That's the oh, one. big gun down. Same year, like it. This is when like other people, other filmmakers have cracked the code and start putting out their own versions of stuff. Yes,
1: it's a fully formed. Like ah, oh, we get it let's do that yeah. not just like okay let's try and rip, replicate it and see if we strike gold again yeah they they knew what it was about yeah. at that point
0: which that said for for Django, Django is a ripoff of a ripoff like from corbucci <laughs> himself he said this he's like oh yeah i just did a fistful of dollars but my way mm-hmm. which was just kurosawa's yojimbo <laughs> yeah the way and, like, Corbucci helped write parts of Leone's westerns. So he like, did. Yeah, yeah. They,
1: were, they were good pals. Yeah. 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 No, I, I really love this a lot as, like, a... Yeah, and I just had not gotten around to it. It's like Gone with the Wind or whatever, right? Where you're like, I'll get it to it. It is like Gone I'll with the get- Wind. <laughs> Neither of us there's have seen of, this movie. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of racism, as I understand it.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. There's a fire. I get- there's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's all I know. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, we'll get there eventually. You kind of, and again, this is what why we are doing this podcast. It's not true that old movies are not boring. They're <laughs> not. They're fun. There's a reason they are classics, and the reason yeah. is not just well, it was good at the time. Like they are genuinely very cool to watch.
0: Yeah, and like this is a very cathartic watch. Mm-hmm. This this guy is like he meets the clan, and he just starts. I think there's a scene where he kills 100 of them. Like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Everyone comes out and like, Wow, you killed one hundred clans yeah. like it's it, they're just oh, like impressive.
0: there's no like trying to make the clan sympathetic and like <laughs> sure, that makes things one dimensional, but like it's the fucking clan we're <laughs> we just going it it's yeah, fine, they yeah. are garbage, yeah. and like goes into the Mexican Revolutionary thing a little bit of like, oh, here are the Mexican mm. Revolutionaries. They talk about, oh, we're, we've we got this big goal. Yeah, and then, we're doing
1: it for our country. We're blah, blah, blah.
0: And then it breaks down into like, oh, no, they're clearly just doing this for themselves to thieve and plunder. Like, yeah. it's it's a really cynical movie because it's just like, hey, check it out. Of the, like, 200 people on screen in this movie, there's one guy who isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. And he's not good. And some sex workers. And some sex workers, Those yes. are the
1: only people that don't just, just are not the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I really enjoy this. I think it I you know, it, it is very cynical, but I think that is that is the the key to spaghetti westerns oh, yeah. is it is just like there wasn't this wasn't a noble time in history, like post war America and post war Mexico. Yeah. I mean, the worst, the worst. Yeah. Everything is like, there's no
0: infrastructure. There's no safety net for anything. Yeah,
1: No one cares about anyone else. And that's where Spaghetti Westerns really took over. And we're like, okay, let's explore that. Let's not just paint over it and like, try not to approach it. Like they just went (laughs) head fucking on into it. And I think honestly, this is maybe one of the less cynical Western, uh, Spaghetti Westerns. Because they both make it out. The guy who... Oh, yeah protects women and the women. has, like, yeah, and the women, and, like, <laughs> just has a, a basic sense of, like, people don't do this to each other. Yeah. He makes it out.
0: And and there's a feeling Not of... Great shape,
1: but, you know.
0: There's a feeling of, like, oh, there's agency against a thing here. Mm-hmm. Whereas you take, like, a good, bad, and the ugly, and you're, like, here are people running around in a shitty time that will have no effect on anything.
1: Yes. Nothing yeah. you do on an individual scale will help systematic problems. Yeah. But here is just, like, okay, we acknowledge that to be true, but... One person will will make it out because of the strength of their convictions and like not treating other people like garbage. Yeah. So it's a weirdly uplifting example. Yeah. Of weirdly, Western. in the end, like the setting is garbage, but the setting is is, is garbage for every spaghetti. That's, I love spaghetti westerns they're they're for being dirty, just. They're filthy. They're 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 so just, filthy. <laughs> everyone's covered in mud, and their teeth are horrifying. Just absolute great snapshot of
0: <laughs> the way they're filmed. You can tell how uncomfortable everybody is and how hot it is yeah and i'm assuming it's just that it was that hot and everyone was that uncomfortable oh, yeah. there's yeah. no acting involved <laughs> but it it like oh it comes through i love it so much it's great i love how filthy it is it's yeah. it's fantastic
1: that's that's my love for this movie and like what a what a shining example of of a spaghetti western it is.
0: a shining filthy example
1: shining disgusting
0: example. so this is a much bigger conversation than Django itself but as using as a jumping off point like, do you mm-hmm. prefer what do we call it? Vanilla Western versus Spaghetti Western. American
1: Western. Ah, to... oh, that is a can of worms. I <laughs> I feel like I feel like the Spaghetti Westerns were uh, there's less breadth to them, but they are more direct, and I really like that. Yeah. I feel like the 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 method and the message really coalesced with Spaghetti Westerns, where it is mm-hmm. just we put these people out into a desert and made them miserable. <laughs> because humans are miserable. Let's being watch. alive is yeah. miserable, yeah. <laughs> we think the joke will be on Django, you know? <laughs> joke there,
0: of course, being spelled D J O K E. Ah,
1: the joke. <laughs> I hate it. Uh. Yeah, I, I prefer, I feel like I prefer to watch spaghetti westerns, but I prefer westerns as a collected genre, like American westerns. As a, does that make yeah. sense? You know what yeah, I mean? like there's, there's no... There's more in... to explore, there's, not yeah. that they necessarily explore it deeply, hmm. but there are more, there's more types of movies to watch in the American western. That
0: is true. All spaghetti westerns are like, they're all spaghetti, like they're, there's the mm-hmm. one flavor.
1: <laughs> spaghetti. Spaghetti. <Flavors. laughs> spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, you you definitely if you like them, you're gonna love the whole mm. canon because it's all that. If you watch when
0: you don't like it, you can probably don't just worry be about it. Yeah. it. <laughs> there might be you. one
1: here and there, but like if you don't like the basic premise, yeah, which is that everyone sucks and is dirty all the time. D- uh, don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. We've we've talked about this a lot. I, I I thank you for introducing me to Spaghetti Westerns, mm, because I only knew American Westerns beforehand, and, like, I didn't dislike them, but I didn't love them, because they all have the, no matter what happens in them, and there's a few exceptions to this, no matter what happens in them, there's always, like, the end point is a big, like, and then America was great. Like, <laughs> that's the ending, like exclamation point at yeah. the end of every American Western. Whereas the thesis of every fucking spaghetti Western is America sucks. Let's talk it about it for a couple of hours.
1: Horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Or Mexico or yes. whatever. Yeah. 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 There are no rules and that's bad. Yeah. that causes problems.
0: It uh, it really, as I'm saying it out loud, it really is that like spaghetti westerns tend to left wing and socialist poli- like politic messaging
1: <laughs> almost exclusively. Yeah,
0: yeah. especially like I uh, wish I had written down his name, but the writer that did like Battle of Algiers and such was a writer for a bunch of spaghetti westerns, right, and right. his are so aggressively left wing. I love it; it's great. So if that sounds interesting to you, I Monte recommend Montecorvo. Uh, Monte yeah. Monte Corvo. Uh, I recommend checking out Bullet for the General and Mercenary was the other big one that we liked. Right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah.
1: How oh, about do do you have a have a preference between
0: If we're in a time where it's like, Oh, let's throw something on and it's between American and Spaghetti, I am always choosing the spaghetti yeah. western.
1: They are just more fun to watch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be my favorite. Like, that's what the heart wants. Mm. The head <laughs> likes the American Westerns for, like, they get much more into stuff. Like
1: Yeah, there's broader topics. So.
0: Yeah, and, like, this is such a petty thing, but, like, they look different. Like, you can tell <laughs> that virtually every Spaghetti Western was filmed in the same valley, you know, yeah. more or less.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of backlot shots in in American westerns and you're just like I don't think so I'm not not buying this yeah yeah I will say like the ones the American westerns that I really love they do take that premise of like and then America was the best yeah and they they do not end that way and that's what makes them stick out like
0: things like high noon which I love and you are lukewarm on I know I I love it because of how much it just kicks America in the butt (laughs) like it's it's just it literally ends with somebody basically throwing if America was a hat throwing it on The ground and stomping on it like yeah. yeah. And John Wayne hated it, which makes me happy. It's always a good sign. (laughs) Uh, I
1: will say we are pro Western, anti John Wayne. That guy's the worst. (laughs)
0: We're yeah. We're we do exist. I've almost made you do two spit takes and I drop. I shouldn't drink. Yeah, I
1: should not drink my coffee. <laughs> uh,
0: so if suddenly uh, a channel drops out, it's gonna get spat on mic. <laughs> right. uh, so some fun facts about Django. Uh, it was technically so the Django is 1966 and quite it's quite old. Uh, if you had to put a decade on when this came out in the UK, when would you guess?
1: <laughs> it, uh, you, when it was released in the
0: UK. Yeah. It was, it was banned for, for some time. It was so violent so that violent. they wouldn't... Uh. And not even so violent that they banned it. They said it was so violent and there's no point to the violence. but mm-hmm. just glorifying it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's... Right, violent.
1: and you can't cut out any of the violence without actually altering the plot. <laughs> yeah, like they're... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Um... Oh, what decade? Yeah. I, it's got. It's got to be by the nineties. It was out.
0: Ding, ding, ding! It was nineteen ninety-three. Are, are you kidding? Had me? its premiere in the UK. <laughs> Because wow. it wasn't even that they like
1: Britain. What is happening to you? It wasn't
0: even that they like banned it and forgot about it. They kept coming back to it. Like, nah, it's still violent.
1: <laughs> still too much. Wow. So wait, the '80s happened. Yeah. all of the '80s happened, and they were still like. Uh, but the sticking
0: point was can't. the. This is violence for violence's sake, not for like a plot oh, or a character no at all. That. Uh,
1: like redeeming factor to the Yeah, violence? but
0: like that's oh my God. yes, the violence is the point. But the violence is the point to prove that racists are bad. Like that's. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the point is that stop thinking the American West was awesome. Yeah, it was full of these people. Yeah, if you don't like that, then I have bad news about your whole history—not your whole history. But yeah, well. well that's- <laughs> We we understand why they maybe would not want to I think, revisit. I
0: think we just discovered the problem with colonial history. Holy shit. We cracked the
1: code. Broke it wide open.
0: You heard it here first. I hope not first. Oh my God, I hope not first.
1: Oh my dear God. If it so is the first time, sorry. do some reading. Do some yeah. reading. Yeah. Just, that's good. just <laughs> pick up a <my> book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Give it a look. Uh, some other uh, fun facts about this one. Just speaking on the violence again. This uh, received the equivalent of an NC-17 rating um, in Europe due to the violence. Wow. And specifically, there's the... We haven't talked about it yet, but spoilers, of course, we're talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. There is a scene where a man cuts off another man's ear and then feeds it to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah and that yeah. that was a big sticking point, as you might imagine. Yeah. That was the, the scene that got them the NC-17 Certificate huh. And Corbucci saw that. He's like, no, no, no. It's got to get a wider release than that. Like, no one will come and see it if it's like that. Like, okay, we'll cut out the uh-huh. ear scene. He's like, great. You got it. I will cut out the ear scene. Don't worry about it. He then went away. And as he puts it, quote, Forgot, end quote, to remove the ear cutting scene. He
1: puts the quotes in himself, doesn't he? I am he? sure. I read
0: it and was like, yeah, he's he's doing finger air
1: quotes. Yeah. Uh, it giant, you <laughs> can hear him wink. Catherine Hahn wink. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and then it got distributed to movie theaters and nobody caught it for like two weeks and it was, it was too late. They couldn't pull the movie at that point. Yeah. They had all these
1: contracts. And... Oh, God. And you've just like, if that, if, at that point, if you pull the movie, people are going to want to see it more. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: And at this point, if you. What a
1: jacket. <laughs> that. That happens a lot with writing, where someone's like, yeah, I'll totally get rid of the guy's head exploding scene. Oh no, the reel <laughs> slipped out of my hands and into the projector. It feels...
0: <laughs> oh, it's already going. I oh, no,
1: I press play. We don't oh, have I the technology off. to
0: stop it. Someone's going to invent a stop button. I
1: can't stop it. I don't know how it
0: works. <laughs> anyway, royalties, please buy. <laughs> so at this point, if you've you've heard us talk about Django a bunch, uh, and you're like, wow. Django. Django. This sounds like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, he pretty much just makes this movie a lot. Yeah. The, the ear-cutting scene, the theme song, Django and oh, Chain the entire movie. Even... Yeah. Uh yeah. he he says that there's at least one reference to Django in every movie he makes, like minimum.
1: Good lord. Yeah,
0: so like he loves this movie.
1: <laughs> he loves every movie. I just That's true. you can say a lot of stuff about the guy, but he fucking loves movies. Yeah
0: to a fault. Yeah. Uh, some other fun facts what? this had this spawned more than 30 unofficial sequels that Corbucci was not involved with a single one I don't
1: think. This was a huge part of the spaghetti western yeah. like industry was just oh it it did well make it again but don't tell anyone involved in the first one. <laughs> like maybe if you were lucky wasn't the the very first sequel was like it did have Franco Nero?
0: Yeah, maybe. But
1: it was not Corbucci.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Very, like I feel like by the third or fourth, nobody involved is the same person. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, it's a real like Friday the Thirteenth situation. Where is that one that had a billion sequels?
0: Uh I maybe yeah. Thir- <laughs> we is love there 13 folks.
1: <laughs> yeah, 13 of them. Um yeah, I mean you can you can say what you want about like Hollywood just remakes things like that was oh. never not happening. Oh, God, that Italian was cinema. Always happening. Just <laughs> just a meat grinder of Yeah.
0: yeah. Like they ca- they created and then caused the bust of the spaghetti western within <laughs> yeah. like 2 years. It was
1: so, it hyper sped up like hundreds that, of them creating their own movie bubble yeah. and bursting it.
0: Uh, and, uh, if you are going to watch this, I recommend watching the subtitled Italian version. We watched the dub one. It's, it sucks. It's
1: very goofy. It is so distracting. They talk like this.
0: They've got the sound of, and you might be experiencing this through me right now, the sound of the microphone is like in their mouth and it like clearly. Yeah, I've been
1: meaning to talk to you about that. (laughs) Get that microphone out
0: of your mouth. So yeah, if if the microphone shorts out, it's either because Aaron spat on it or because I consumed it.
1: Nick has swallowed the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, recommend, recommend the subtitle.
0: Yeah, And uh, since this is becoming our de facto, like, first Spaghetti Western mm-hmm. uh, thing, I love that for us. would you recommend this being a jumping on point, or is there something else Ooh, that you would recommend?
1: That's a good question. Well, if you want to stay, you know, true to the spirit, you can just watch Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. If you want to see your first Spaghetti Western and get an idea of it while still kind of being in the, the like, cinematic language that you might recognize, mm-hmm. but just... It's just like oh, it's cooler. Yeah. Um, same basically same story, and then you can fast forward to the hyper violent version of uh, of Django and go yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah, I like
0: that. It is the the response, but yeah, you you mm. watch Festival of Dollars and you're like, I liked this. Then you can enter like Django's the exploitation side. I feel yeah. like Festival of Dollars is still exploitation. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. got your Django's, you got your big gun downs. Mm-hmm. So it's you can just fall down that hole forever.
1: Yeah have fun in the hole <laughs> uh,
0: so what's uh what's your big what's your takeaways from Django what did you enjoy about uh, you pick up on
1: you? my my takeaway is I really like the implied juxtaposition mm. of the American Civil War the Mexican Civil War like all you know spaghetti westerns tend to deal with one or the other the implied juxtaposition of wartime with post-war and and the idea of like rarely like good bad and the ugly is really is one of the only ones that actually shows the american civil war as far as i know yeah
0: like right in the middle of it and i have to assume that's always been budget (laughs) constraint yeah and then let's build a plot around that (laughs) yeah
1: for sure yeah the the others tend to be like oh the war just ended you just missed the big battle scene guys (laughs) um we don't have any money (laughs) But the idea that like, oh, the war is over, breathe sigh of relief, except no, it's actually worse than it was. Nothing got solved. It's a big message for the Mexican revolution, spaghetti listings, where it's just like, oh, this is actually not a a problem you can solve. It's just the system, but larger, it's just going to chew up and spit out peasants and Mm -hmm. greedy people and like post-war is a worse world than wartime yeah it's the the implication that i that i get from a lot of
0: i feel like it's the active violence versus the entropy kind of thing of just Mm -hmm. like everything is just collapsing and falling apart in post-war yeah Yeah. and
1: there's no rules like at least (laughs) war has rules you know quote unquote but um there's the only rule really after that is like well um Try your best not to die. Yeah. Whatever that means for you, try that out. And yeah, Django is one of the the rare spaghetti westerns, I feel like, where someone is trying. Someone is trying their Mm. best. It goes very poorly for him, but they actually... He still sticks with what he thinks is right, and that actually gets him somewhere.
0: Yeah, and he actually, like... The road isn't what he intended, but he gets to his goal. Yeah. yeah. With crushed hands.
1: Corpucci loves messing up guys' hands.
0: I feel like that's just, that's a good, uh, I know writers who use subtext and they're cowards thing of like, (laughs) Oh no, I can't shoot my gun. (laughs) Yeah. What, what, oh no, if I'm not a gun, what am I? What am
1: I? Yeah, but I, uh, I like that the most of like. The, that very last scene where he's in the graveyard and he's, because his hands are crushed and he's trying to shoot this clan leader, he's balancing the gun on the tombstone of his former lover yeah. and just like hitting the, the hammer. Yeah, basically. pushing
0: the the trigger into the yeah. the gravestone to make it fire.
1: Yeah. yeah, which is a real spaghetti western image but yeah. it actually, it works. The sacrifice mm. gains him something.
0: And there's like, yeah, I really like that because there's like a struggle for him to, like he has to mm-hmm. take off the trigger guard and like he's struggling and sweating and like yeah. almost, he's like he's gonna start crying, it's like it's, or
1: vomiting. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's just down to these like second to second actions. Mm. Someone is is trying to step on you. Yeah, are you able to to get away from that? And yeah. this is one of the rare ones where they they get out from under it.
0: Yeah, like there's a like that. spaghetti western with a happy ending. So like weird. best you usually hope so for is a bittersweet weird. ending, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess this is kind of bittersweet. He's got crushed hands.
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you're probably not. You know. What do
0: you have, like a dozen horses stomp on his hand? Like, it's... <laughs> so brutal. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a brutal scene.
1: Yeah, so that's my thoughts. It's a it's a, just a great encapsulation of, like, yes, post-war is hell.
0: I'm a dumb guy, so I never thought of... Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I never... What a way like, to find out. It, <laughs> it's just occurring to me. I'm very dumb. <laughs> oh, uh, really? It's just... Yes, this is a post war movie, and I even brought it up as a post war movie, but I didn't it hasn't slotted into and most Spaghetti Westerns don't slot into this is a post war movie in my mind. Right. Which like that's exactly what they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're just about like, okay, well you went through this big transformative thing. What did it get you? Oh, nothing. People yeah. are still the same kind of people. You I know got I it.
0: think it is is because there's no specifics to it, which I'm Maybe. gonna use this as a perfect segue to go into my takeaway.
1: Um
0: which I just, I, I needed to, like, put down my thoughts on spaghetti westerns and why I like them more than American ones. <laughs> um, I think that they're great, and this is this is the perfect example of the post-war thing where there isn't the specificity you get in American westerns, where it's, like, it's about the OK Corral, and everybody in the history is like, <laughs> Or Jesse James, and that, that kind of yeah. thing. These so, myths, yeah, these myths. Yeah, like... All the filmmakers of spaghetti westerns, not all of them, most of them started out doing Hercules and Swords and Sandals yeah, movies, like yeah, mythic the Italian, movies. Yeah. So all they're doing is taking big ideas that they feel like are just general knowledge or feeling and then making them into a story. So they've got this like myth kind of quality to them. Mm-hmm. Or like folktale even maybe. Yeah. Uh, where it's like you could tell that if, uh, the movie, like, Django's walking into the sunset and then it fades in on somebody, like, that's an old man telling youngsters the story.
1: That <laughs> wouldn't the feel, closes yeah, or whatever, yeah. That
0: wouldn't feel out of place to me at all. That would feel like... Yeah. Because there's no specifics. It, it does root you in time, but it doesn't root you in time, you know? There is no concern for yeah. historical accuracy in these movies.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah.
0: Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so they're they're into the idea of just portraying the feeling of the time rather yeah. than the time. Yeah, which I love a lot because I don't know a lot about America, and that is a choice, and I'm glad this movie respects <laughs> that. Glad
1: <laughs> the movie respects me, an undereducated yes. person.
0: But it between that idea of you know they're trying to. Av- I don't know if it's avoid specifics, or if they don't know the specifics, or there's budgetary concern, or it doesn't matter, or budget doesn't let them do, no matter what, the end result is it's got this, like, it's not timeless because it's timed, but this, like...
1: This could happen anywhere. Yeah, like, the
0: perfect example to me is Once Upon a Time in the West, where it is so specific what's happening in it, but it feels so, like, dreamy and it's yeah. not surreal like that's it's not it can that.
1: be transplanted elsewhere well yeah. that's that's why that movie is so great too, yeah. to me is just like yes this very specific thing about this very specific facet of a very specific time yeah is universal hilariously yeah, yeah.
0: and it's the efforts to make it universal i feel like yeah. and one of the things i liked about about django that like we talked about leone already and he's he's the everybody you know is like Leone is the the top bar and then everybody slots in underneath. This was one of the earlier movies that felt like a distinctly different movie than a Leone Spaghetti Western. Mm, Ironically, yeah. Yeah, which is, yeah, the one that's like, Just the crib sheet, taking the crib sheet from (laughs) from Fistful of Dollars. But one of the reasons for that is it's got a really distinct visual style compared to a lot of
1: the other ones.
0: I don't necessarily mean like how things are shot or anything like that, but just the the imagery in them. Like I mentioned it in one thing off the top, but we open on Django dragging a coffin. He drags the coffin the entire movie and yeah. it's there for <laughs> some plot reasons movie. yeah he's asked about it a lot and it's just it's oh it dominates every scene it's in like you yeah. know where that coffin is you know where he's put it you know where he's placed it you know that he's got his eyes on it like there's it's so present and it's... that feels like it's like albatrossy kind of
1: yes well yeah this guy is, is walking in like wearing a union soldier uniform and carrying a white coffin like it's say it white no, it's like brown. It doesn't matter. I don't... we watched... A, in, in my brain, it's white because yeah. it's so it pops. vivid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm having the problem of we've watched a few things since then that have clearly referenced it. And yes, yeah. And in all the references, it's a white coffin. Right, okay.
1: Maybe it's a white coffin. <laughs> so... Well, yeah. It's very, it's very distinctive. Yeah. It's iconic shit.
0: It is iconic shit. Yeah. This
1: one's an iconic bitch. Yes
0: literal iconography i love it uh so my big takeaway from it is like it's obviously so literal the entire movie but uh death follows Django wherever he goes like that's it's literally on his back (laughs) i i put down that Django has a death wish but i don't know if that's accurate i feel like he he is expecting to die at any second
1: yeah i think he's been trained that just yeah. The world doesn't care if he dies or not, and many people would benefit from his <laughs> death, so he's just expecting it at yeah. any time.
0: Like, there's all these elements that are, like, he's got his coffin. I think he gets accused of having a death wish once or twice, if I remember right. Yeah. Or I just remember that because he yeah, acts like a right. friggin' psychopath to people that, like, <laughs> yeah. they'll just get, they'll get your face blown off, dude. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> he has PTSD, for yeah. sure. Like, there's...
0: And I think it only happens once, but... He gets asked who the co- like what the coffins deal is a bunch, mm. and at one point he does say, "That's my coffin. It's for me. When right. I die, I'm going in that." That's coffin. coffin. Yeah. yeah, and it's a movie thing, but he's going up and in, against insane odds. Uh, so like, you can't really use that as a death wish, but it, the coming home feeling of like he's coming home to see his, the grave of his wife yeah. slash lover feels like I'm done. Like I'm checking out. It's over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's true. It feels like he knows that he's going to die, or he wants to die, or he's expecting to die. It's something like that is mixed in. Uh, and that ultimately, and this is why it does feel like a weirdly uplifting en- ending. <laughs> But for me, part of that is he's realizing he's surprised to learn that he wants to stay alive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, and like other people would like to help him stay alive. Yeah. And there are reasons to keep going. Even just like, okay, well, I can just, if I can just make it down to the cemetery or if I can just like pull this one trigger or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. He's just like so stubborn. He's just <laughs> got that last bit of juice in him. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That juice, really of course, appealing. being spelled
0: DJ uh,
1: why am I giving these to you? <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I've never been more aware of words that start with the letter J in my life.
1: Yeah, <laughs> And I am still not, apparently.
0: So, I feel like this, the end result of all of this is that. My big takeaway is this feels like a folktale thing of, like, if you accept mm. death and act organically, honestly, then you will be surprised with more life. Like, that's yeah. it's not like a parable, but it, it has that feeling to me. Like, there's...
1: Totally, there's that you could easily slap that lesson on the end of, like, and because he was not afraid, he made it through. Like yeah. Not in a macho way, just in a, like, accept that you could die.
0: Yeah. And, like, he strove and to... Do your best anyway. Do your best to do what seems right. Mm-hmm. Do your principles. All this bullshit.
1: <laughs> all that crap. <laughs> really learning
0: time. Well, I think before we move on, I would say that we've mentioned a lot of Westerns and everyone should watch all of them because we have good taste.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and agree with you.
0: <laughs> well, we did it. We solved it here today. Uh, so with that in mind, it's time to move on to a segment that definitely will have a name at some point. Uh, <laughs> but for now. But for now. No! <laughs> it will be TBD. where uh, we'll each use this movie to program a double bill complete with a marquee title that we both have customarily forgotten to name and we'll come up with while we're talking about Not this time. Oh, no, you beat me. Okay, I don't have anything this time. Uh, (laughs) Do you want to go first this time? Yeah, sure. All
1: right. So I'm I'm going to pair it with something that's sort of also a Western. Mm. Very great argument to be made for it being a Western.
0: Mild case of Western.
1: Yes, yeah. Slight Western tinge (laughs) to it. Um, I'm taking the theme of... Like realizing that the world is just full of monsters (laughs) and that nobody is going to help you. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going to put it with, I love this part where you're just I know, waiting I'm just, for me to say it.
0: Listeners, I'm literally on the edge of my seat. Yes. I paid for the whole thing, but I'm only using the edge. You
1: paid for your, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm going to pair it with 2007's No Country for Old Men. Yes,
0: nice. Yes, that rules.
1: Yeah, and I just had a lot of fun this week just like thinking about Django and thinking about No Country and... And definitely referring to it as there will be blood to myself many times because I will never... I know they're different movies. I've seen both movies. No, several but I get times. That. I will never be able to pick the right name right off the bat. Anyway, taking that theme of like the world is horrifying and no rules or set of agreements or whatever that you put in place are going to stop hmm. monsters. Yeah, and going with it. And... I like that Llewellyn, uh, has the, um, Josh Brolin's character. Oh, okay, yes, thank has you. Has the, the briefcase full of money that he, like, stole from the shootout or whatever. That's his coffin. <gasps> That's the coffin <laughs> that he's pulling. Because he has to drag it with him all over the place, arguably slowing him down. Mm. It does contain, like, a, a tool that could help him. It mm. contains a shit ton of money. <laughs> and he does, like, he does try and use it, and it just kind of doesn't help. <laughs> mm. Um... Same with the spoiler. <laughs> there's a machine gun in the coffin, which is one of the so absolute great. funniest reveals. Like you in think it's. I movie.
0: literally was thinking it was like an albatross the whole time, and then he opens it up. There's a fucking machine gun in it. Like and he oh, just
1: goes to town.
0: It, in a gun. <laughs> oh, it's It's <laughs> So Do-do-do.
1: Yeah, it contains the thing you think might help if you're if you're working on the um. Yeah. You know no, here are the rules. If I have the machine gun, I will win. Or if I have all the money, I will win. It doesn't help at all because the world actually doesn't care about your rules in any way. And
0: clinging to that as like a life preserver because there's the moment in No Country and in this where they lose their respective valises. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, That It really does feel like... Oh no! What's gonna happen? Like it mm-hmm. feels like you have full confidence in the, or maybe not full confidence in Josh Brolin, but like <laughs> you have confidence in their mission and that they're competent. And I feel like as soon as yeah. they lose that thing, it's like, like, oh wait, no. Yeah, like you, it, it's like a uh, cutting the tether kind of thing of like, oh no, I don't know what's gonna happen now. Yeah, I'm yeah. without
1: my crutch or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's no one to one for uh have your bardem's character because that's 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 the metaphor
0: he's he's (laughs) the metaphor of the old west
1: thank you hanging over them
0: like a grim specter, like Like, uh... (laughs) with
1: a bowl haircut
0: (laughs) did i see when i look in the sky (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: we have to have you examine then i scream and scream (laughs) uh so yeah um and i'm gonna call that one death at the heels oh yeah
0: nice I like that for the superficial thing too. Of they both take place on the Mexican American border.
1: Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's like a neo western. Yes. Um, for that one, I'm also gonna add in that it has that classic double bill thing of like, mm-hmm. you know, tenuous setup, kind of the same. Um, mm-hmm. Where you're you're like scrambling and you're down to just your wits. Basically, are you are you gonna make it out of this like horrifying situation, Django? Yes. No Country for Old Men, not at all. So it does the classic thing of, of uh, you know, you you see it go one way in the the older movie, yeah. <laughs> mildly uplifting considering the circumstances, and then the uh, the end of No Country is is not. No, it <laughs> is <all>. not. <laughs> it
0: is a uh, big bummer. Yeah. Yep. So what uh, order are you going to put them in?
1: I'm going to do uh, Django first, and then No Country for Old Men. Okay. Second. Interesting
0: yep. release order. Interesting.
1: I'm not going to say it. <laughs>
0: Um, I was going to guess that you'd go the other way around, just because I think it'd be very funny that you, and no country, Tommy Lee Jones, sad little face on screen, cut away, and then you boot up Django, and it's,
1: Django! Just actually wouldn't be great. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there's no music in any of no country and then you just get like fucking a speaker placed in your just, face
1: it, it is yeah your eardrums rattle
0: also when you said westernized oh, i, was, I thought you might pick django unchained and i was gonna be i wouldn't have liked that choice because no you it's could too, make fun of me for that yeah. if that's
1: what i did yeah <laughs> and i would have so. oh, thanks yeah. thank you yeah. so yeah that's my double wheel Sweet. handing it over to you
0: coming by way i'm what picking would you pair it
1: up with django
0: I am going abstract as all hell.
1: Yay.
0: Um, so I talked about Django being like, I feel like it's got this mythic quality. That's got all of the spaghetti westerns are kind of like that. Sure. Uh, the, I'm really stuck on that coffin on his back. Like, there's a reason yeah. it's everywhere everybody references it. Yep. Like, it's it's very good image. Coupled with some very good music you might have heard us say already. <laughs> uh, so the idea of, like, death being at your back, living with death, like having that be... Really, really, uh, I'm missing the word. It's just gone out of my head. Oh, oh no. my god, am I dead? Did I die?
1: Uh, you said death too, too many times. Too many times. He's like Beetlejuice. Uh, <laughs> or she. Sheetlejuice. Uh, oh. <laughs> Don Sheetlejuice. <laughs> uh,
0: this okay, is not happening. So my sorry. brain I'm yet. so sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm going to put way too much um, meaning onto, onto Django. Uh, for this but the idea that he's negotiating with death throughout the movie and I'm going to pair this with 1957's The Seventh Seal
1: oh you know what that's great I kind of thought about that at first when I was like what movies are about death
0: (laughs) is it this one that stars death
1: (laughs) literal death nice I didn't go with first Google results no 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 Second page of Google, for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you okay, don't
0: know, uh, okay. Seven Seal is a very good movie. Recommend that everyone check it out. Um, it is by Ingmar Bergman, <laughs> the Bergman. The Bergman. Uh, starring Max von Sydow of uh, Star Wars Episode 7 fame. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, uh, I just uh,
1: caught fire. <laughs> That's how egregious.
0: Another uh, man from that neck of the woods banked Ekarot as death. And uh, if you don't know the Seventh Seal, you definitely know things that have referenced it. The idea Minor of percent. death playing chess with a human for the human's life is from this movie. Yeah. Well, it's from medieval lore, but it's from this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it, just a quick thing about about uh, how it goes. Like the setup for Seventh Seal is we have uh, Sido is Antonius Bloch, and he's returning from the Crusades. So this is a post-war movie.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where he's No, it literally he's No, no, coming no you're back, right, you're right, you're
0: right. Going around uh his his villages and seeing that like, oh the plague hit, everybody's dead, like I thought the crusades would be good and then it'd come back and it I would fix I thought be it good. would fix things, and yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh big nope on that one. Yeah. Uh but when he arrives on the shores, he is confronted by an image of death who says, like, uh, right, your time's up, buddy. Time to time to get out of here. And uh is like, Okay, wait, I heard a thing once you, uh, somebody told me once that uh, you like chess. And Death's like, yeah, I rule at chess. I have literally never lost a game of chess in my infinity life. Uh, and next uh, time I was like, but maybe for me. <laughs> but it
1: could work for me. <laughs> uh,
0: and they start playing chess. And basically the entire movie is, it's more than this, but the initiated as a play, which this feels like this lends itself a lot mm. to, to mm-hmm. that. But in the movie, basically you go to... A town you encounter a circumstance a situation and then there will be a meditation on it where saido plays chess with death and like saido is getting his butt kicked but he's literally just trying to hold out long enough yeah to like to get home to try and find another solution and big spoiler alert on this one but he don't you <laughs> don't stop death work. <laughs> you can't negotiate with death it gonna get you yeah so i'm i'm building these together because the setup is like i it sprung into my mind as we were watching django like the setup is <laughs> exactly the same there's a traveler returning from war yeah that's
1: really eerie actually
0: yeah and he is like has death with him like he is bringing death home yeah yeah
1: that's his that's his thing it's like can i just fill, visit this village one yeah. last time or whatever with with block yeah. death is there
0: to greet him as he arrives home and you know Cite it as the the challenge thing with Django, he is returning home. We don't know it at first, but he's returning home and he's got this like sad quality about him, and you're like, is it oh, is he a tough guy and he's just not impressed (laughs) by anything? But no, he's returning home and like his town is destroyed, everybody he knows is dead, the clan is destroyed. (laughs) Like he is rightfully sad about things.
1: He he suffered so much and nothing got any better.
0: Yeah, and each of the movies turns into a series of trials that that particular character has to come up to, and their personal trials. Like, it's not like a, like, go lift a log, uh, beat up this bull. Like, I'm just thinking of Hercules. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) It's like, revisit your old bar, confront the guy who you knew lived there and was racist and you think killed your wife. Uh, go to yeah. a town where the plague has destroyed it and there's a bunch of um, I'm gonna forget the medieval term for it but a bunch of people who like cat a nine tails themselves on the back because they think that's right. the solution to appeasing God because the... so like this idea of I guess it's just post war with death on your back is what uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Comes from. and each of the curses are specific to the time block is returning home to see the plague yeah uh, Django's returning home to see racism <laughs> the KKK yeah <laughs> Uh, and they're both very um, sad and upset about death. Uh, Django has a real stick up his butt about basically everything. He's just a big grump the whole way through.
1: He's so grumpy. And it's Block, very, yeah,
0: yeah. Block literally has like an early scene where he like goes to a uh, church and curses out God and death and everything like that. So
1: amazing movie.
0: Good and they're choice. both Good under choice. ninety minutes. Hey, <laughs> I think uh, if I remember Django right, but yeah, my baby. I will say that uh, if you're nice. looking to get into just older scandinavian films i guess uh seven seal is a perfect, perfect one
1: perfect jumping on point because
0: all you need to know is the middle ages sucked um, <laughs>
1: do you understand what a plague is yeah you, we know you do
0: yeah and this movie is heavy like those are the two things you need to know going in and yeah. uh bergman keeps it nice and tight it's like watching a very high production valued play
1: yes it's, it is. it's great. yeah yeah in every sense Yeah. Okay. What order are you going to present them in?
0: That is something I hadn't thought about. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I'm giving you time to think of your... Yeah,
0: uh, to, to talk about it out loud... I think you got to do Seventh Seal first and then Django because if you watch Django and then Seventh Seal, it's going to be like your energy levels up. You're like, oh, pew, pew, pew bit, da, 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 da. And then true. like you literally have a Norwegian stepping on your face yeah. for 90 minutes.
1: <laughs> just contemplative as hell. Yeah.
0: I shouldn't say it's not, it's not that much of a, like a bummer downer. It's much, just much more contemplative.
1: Yeah. It's just quieter. Yeah. That's all. There are some really beautiful, beautiful scenes in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like some
0: fantastic black and white photography going on in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And some very fantastic mud and blood colored (laughs) shots. And those are Corbucci's uh, big two. Yeah.
0: So, oh, okay. I know what I'm going to call this one then. Uh, This double bill is swords and sandals and mud and blood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bloody sandals, muddy swords. Other way around muddy sandals. it doesn't matter yeah
0: wait yeah <laughs> just beating a guy to death with a sandal
1: it probably would fit in with a corbucci movie. i mean there's probably a scene in there somewhere yeah nice okay. and just 11? one
0: more final western recommendation if you're feeling like you like the sound of a really downer corbucci western time
1: <laughs> yes. uh, my favorite of
0: his movies is the great silence which
1: extreme downer yep yeah. Got a real
0: psychopath, Klaus Kinski, in there. It's great.
1: Klaus Kinski is in a lot of Westerns as a straight-up murdering He is always
0: somebody who has lost his mind. Yes. So, perfectly cast.
1: (laughs) Let's just make Klaus come to the set (laughs) and uh, give him a hat and off he goes. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Corbucci, big, big fans. Um, The Great Silence is wonderful, and it's a winter Western, which is such i love oh me, yeah. some spaghetti westerns the desert is great you know obviously these are these are the classic images of the yeah. spaghetti western as the sun beating down but snow-covered valley where you're frozen in and you're isolated and whatever definitely the superior setting for westerns mm. i'll just I, I i'll put it out there you love cold that
0: spaghetti <laughs> i've always said that about you
1: i have always loved cold spaghetti do not serve me that <laughs> <laughs> It's It's what's
0: for dinner. Uh, I forgot one thing that I wanted to mention early on about Django. So oh, I'm going to no. retread slightly. Django. Because this is something that you made me accidentally look up. Okay. Uh, is that um, Django is named after the guitarist Django mm, Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. Because they both got busted hands. Because
1: literally his hands are fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Django Reinhardt has like three fingers on one hand and four fingers on the And just like an absolute... Magician on the guitar, yeah, so good, so fucking good, and this Django gets his hands absolutely stopped. Yep,
0: get some hooved.
1: That's <laughs> hooved hands. Hoofed, hooved.
0: I don't know, is it F or V? Yeah,
1: hooved, hooved. Yeah. This
0: is. <laughs> We're gonna have to take this conversation off mic.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll circle back on this. Yeah, next good. time.
0: Uh, yeah. Amazing. So those are our thoughts. Yeah. What uh you got? Any more in there rattling around? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Asking me if I have an empty head. Um, no, I love them. I'm a big fan of just leaning into uh, the old west sucked. Yeah, that's that's the jam. Yeah. That's a way more fun watch, and it is also like you can just I feel like the movies are way more clean and mm-hmm. not not an actual level of dirt on the clothes, but like <laughs> just tighter, snappier, yeah, better to watch because you're not having to do this dance around of like. Don't, We're don't currently mention... doing a genocide. <laughs> yes. don't, don't talk about it. They can just jump in with both feet. Yeah. So yeah, Sweet. love it. Thank you for thank you for programming Django and letting me talk about spaghetti westerns. Oh yeah. This entire week.
0: If you have a favorite spaghetti western or regular western or cold spaghetti western, uh, <laughs> the, again, I think I died briefly. <laughs> um, you have died a lot. Yeah.
1: It just left your body. Yeah.
0: Uh, You can hit us up on the usual social media places. You can find us at GartbidgePod on Twitter. Uh, It's G-A-R-T-B-A-G-E pod. Uh, It's Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Aaron, where can people find you? Uh,
1: They can also find me on Twitter at Maclebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. And I think our Instagram is... No, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. I sure hope it is because we're... uh, (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. I'm not
0: changing it in the previous episodes. Um...
1: (laughs) Find us, if you
0: dare. That's It's a puzzle. It's, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Only the deserving. Uh, and you can find me at Dick R. Navis. That's D-I-C-K-R-Navis.
1: <laughs> so this is your way of ensuring no one will ever Hell find yeah. you. Hell yeah. Only the worthy, may. Right, right. Um, only the deserving. Yes. Yep, Amazing yep. social media
0: strategy. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah. well... That's the end of the podcast. I keep dying. Uh, <laughs> I need to
1: take over from oh my the God. literal corpse sitting outside A of me. I'm dead. Too. All done.
0: All done. We died. We did. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Our final episode. <laughs> memorial episode.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna put in a big gong sound here. <laughs> I hope bell.
0: that you will join us another time for another pile of garbage. Hey. Thanks. go.